It is Wednesday, June 1st. Zach and I are here and very excited to talk about what has happened these last few days. We have baseball news from around the league, as well as our list of the top 10 shortstops. In the NHL playoffs, the conference finals have begun. The NBA finals matchup is set, and one of us predicted it. Okay. I'm proud of it. <laughs> I got the Warriors in the finals. <laughs> and then lastly, we are on to the NFC South, as today we have the New Orleans Saints to discuss. Zach, you've been doing all right? I've been doing good. I've been to a, or this past weekend on Memorial Day, um, I went to two Cardinal games, one on Saturday, one on, on Memorial Day, and uh, I think I'm a luck, I'm the lucky charm, because they have won every game I've been to this year, which is 3-3-0, and uh, as I was telling AJ before, uh, no, I'm also Nolan Gorman's lucky charm, because uh-huh. he went 4-4-4 four for four on Saturday, me and Colin both went to the, that game. And then on Memorial Day, he went three for three. So Yeah. And that home run he hit, his first pure home run? Like oh, 450 or something? It was destroyed. It was one of the longest home runs I think I've seen in Bush Stadium. And I've seen a lot of home runs yeah, I in saw, Bush Stadium. I wasn't watching it live because I think that was the day. Was that on? Was that before Memorial? That was the Saturday. That was on Saturday, yes. Memorial Day, he had another one. So that was the day I, I was in Alabama for that wedding. But I saw a video, and he was pimping it pretty good. Yeah. Like, he knew it right when he, he got it, but... Um, do you have... Did you see it today? Oh, yeah. I got three. They're all sports-related. All related to the Cardinals, too. Okay. Right on. <laughs> I sent them to you guys, but do you have any? I don't. Classics. I know. I, <laughs> I literally need... I need to get on that. Okay, my first one was... So I sent this tweet to AJ and Conlon, and it was MLB attendance per game average... Number one was the Dodgers, 47,716 people per game, which makes sense because they're a gigantic city, and they have a huge stadium. Second, us, the Cardinals, with 38,831. And then third was the Braves, and then fifth was the Yankees. They didn't put fourth on it. But then it shows those top four and us second, and then it shows underneath like the cities and how many people, the population of the city and the surrounding areas. New York City, 20.4 million. Los Angeles, 18.78 million. Atlanta, 6.93 million. And then St. Louis, 2.77 million, which I think is pretty cool. Um, how we ha- always have the top um, attendance per game, even though we're one of the smaller mm-hmm. uh, cities in the major leagues. So it just shows how but we are the best fans of baseball. Yeah. If you want any beef, take it up with AJ. <laughs> yeah. um, and then my next one, this one to me was kind of mind-boggling to me when I sent this to you guys. It was, so last night, Adam Wainwright pitched a gym, and he should have got the win, but Gallegos sucked. Yeah. But he had 10 strikeouts, and it was his 13th game in his career with 10 strikeouts. And it tied him for third most in Cardinals history with Steve Carlton. Number two is Chris Carpenter with 14, so Wainwright could uh, get to second yeah. this year. And then it's yeah. like, oh, can he get to first? Hell no, because... Uh, no. Bob Gibson's number one was seventy four. <laughs> yeah, I I'm still shocked. It just shows how Bob Gibson arguably could be the best pitcher ever. I was just thinking that. Like yep. he was so dominant that they had to change the mound. Yep. Like that's just nuts. I I'm still that's crazy. And then my last one was uh, this tweet that I just thought was funny. Uh, so John Heyman on Twitter, he's an MLB guy. He says some stuff that's kind of stupid, but yeah. he put he tweeted. I don't remember when this was. May 30... No. May, I don't know. 
But it said, Paul Goldschmidt is unstoppable, MVP candidate. And then this Mets account guy, he said, yeah, so it was Betts, Machado, and of course Alonzo. Even if the season ends today, too much to factor. We have about 112 games left. So the real question is, who do you want starting at first base for the NL at the All-Star game? And so he put like a, a voting thing. Pete Alonzo got 9%. Paul Goldschmidt got 91% of the votes. And there was 1,192 votes. So I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah. There's no way Pete Alonzo's getting that spot over Goldie. Unless he, yeah. Goldie just has fall off, falls off like crazy. Unless he dies. Yeah. I actually, I did find one. Um, it was that Jordan Bennington interview. Did you oh, guys yeah, see that yeah, at all? Yeah, yeah, Colin sent that to us. Yeah, so he uh, he admitted that he threw the the water bottle at, at Kadri after Good. the I don't know, game. I wish you'd have thrown like a, a metal ball at his head. Oh, apparently it didn't even hit Kadri. It no, it like went... Sh- yeah. Like I mean, you can't throw... The water bottle has to be completely full to have yeah. good uh, aerodynamics. Like it is, <laughs> yeah. that looked a little flat and squished. It's not uh-huh. going to fly as well. Yeah, no, he, he said he threw it and he actually described it as a, a God-given opportunity <laughs> to, to it. throw it at him. Uh, so, better being petty as ever, but... um. We can get on to our top ten shortstops here. Um, oh, yeah. I had a couple, more than a couple, honorable mentions because, I mean, we were talking off air when we were making our list. This is a crazy. Um, it's pretty deep. A lot deeper than uh, people think. Because when you think of who's the greatest shortstop of all time, obviously Derek Jeter, but I still think Derek Jeter's a little like he had a great year. Would you say he's the best ever? <sighs> Probably not. I think a lot of I people just, say. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other stories. I know. Didn't like Honus Wagner play shortstop? Yeah. Uh, Ozzy's best defensively. Oh, yeah. But there's not a lot of guys like at first base. You just. Like guys who just like dominate hitting and yeah. defensively. But um, looking at this list, I was like, dang, a lot of these guys are super good. Did you have honorable mentions? Um, I, uh, I guess J.P. Crawford. Okay. Yeah, so I, I put Jeremy Pena for the Astros. He's a rookie. So he doesn't have like the background to be in the top ten yet, but I think he'll get there. Um, Dansby Swanson is another we talked about. He just doesn't hit well enough and more like he not, hit a good hit good last year. He just had a low average and low, low yeah. on base. Didn't he have a lot of power last year? He hit like twenty four homers and yeah. eighty eight RBIs. And he was the number one pick in the draft a few yeah. years back. Willie Adamas was number, uh, another honorable mention that I had. Um, really just had that one breakout year last year though. Yeah. And then J.P. Crawford. I hated not putting J.P. Crawford on this list because J.P.'s having a tremendous year hitting-wise but um, for the Mariners, and he's one of the best defensive shortstops in baseball. But this 10 is – these 10 groups – or 10 guys are absolutely crazy. You want to get us started this time? Sure, you want me to go first? Yeah. yeah. Uh, with... Again, I haven't seen your list for people listening. Yeah, so. you didn't cheat this time no. making my list. I- I'm so, interested. So, number 10, uh, Wander Franco. Okay. I picked him at 10 just because he came – his debut was, like, in the middle of last season. So he played 70 games last year, and he's played 45 this year. I just think he literally could be top three or number one at some point. He's just a uh, very small sample size, and I think he could be top five by next year. He's batting 270 this year, 30 – wait. Whoa, his on base is not as high as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. 305 on base, four home runs, 19 RBI. So he kind of needs to step it up if he wants to uh, – Get higher on my rankings. Yeah, and he's a he's a plus defender too. He's a really good defender, I believe. If I find the fielding, yeah. 
So Wander was my number 10 as really? well. Yeah. Nice. Uh, like you said, four homers, 19 RBIs, 270 average, OPS is 727. That's not as high as I thought it was, and that counts mm-hmm. the on-base. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the guy that's got potential to be top top five maybe even by the end of the year, um, top three in the future and could be number one. Uh, he's only, what, 20? Yeah, he's Something super like that. young. Ridiculously young. He started young. off the year this year really hot, and then he just kind of cooled down. Did he bit. come in like a um, – What's that international draft? Did he was he one of those? I think he was. Yeah, maybe. I think he was signed internationally. But yeah, he's he's gonna be a stud for many years to come. He could be a top five player in baseball for oh, years yeah. to come. So he's dynamic. Yeah, he was my number ten as well, so we're off to a good start. My number nine, Tim Anderson. I don't know if oh, you that was the name I was talking about. What, you have him way oh, high? Oh, I have him so high. <laughs> Well, AJ's stupid. So <laughs> yeah. Tim Anderson, he's having a great year. Like, he's a great hitter. Like, mm-hmm. he's up here, but I think these other players are, um, like solid hitters and better defensively and just better overall players. Tim Anderson, he's hitting three fifty six this year. Yeah, three ninety three on base, five mo- five homers, nineteen RBIs, super amazing. He hit three hundred nine last year. He has a career batting average of two ninety. Um. My biggest knock on him is his he's not that great at defense. Nah, yeah. Not good at defense and also a big like measuring point. Oh sick. The Cardinals won. Okay, good. They were they were trying to choke it. Yes, there. yes. Yeah. Um, um he's not great at defense and a big measuring point that people use is war. And he's played seven years and only has eighteen point nine war. Yeah. When a lot of these other players have had way, have way higher war. Um like he's a great player. Like he's a great average guy. Not amazing power, but he's like the be- probably like the best uh, leadoff hitter you could have. I'm laughing because or one I, of the best leadoff. I'm hitters. just prepared for the roast that I'm gonna get from you whenever you see him on my list. <laughs> yeah, you, oh yeah. my goodness! Um, do you just like do you just have him up there high because you I he's like, on Lance Lynn's team? I like I like him a lot. Um, no, I like him. I just. But I will, I will admit, I, I agree that he's not that great defensively. And I I don't know it's, if it's more a fielding or an arm thing. Because he's, he's athletic as can be. Yeah, he's very So athletic. it surprises me that he is that poor defensively. He's also not, he is not, uh, he has good on base percentage because he hits. Yeah. He has, oh, yeah. he does not get that many walks. He only hit, walked 22 times last year. Yeah. That's not... <laughs> That's not yeah, I know. And what was his average last year? Uh, three oh nine. Okay, that's better than I thought it was. Uh, my number nine was Trevor Story. Interesting. Um, terrible start in Boston. Uh, he got. We mentioned last week. I think he got really hot in this last week and a half. Oh, he's been hot. <laughs> um, but nine homers, thirty-seven RBIs. He's only batting two twenty and a seven forty-four OPS. And I don't believe in the whole. For him, I don't believe in the Colorado factor. I think he's gonna. I don't know if he's gonna bat. Two ninety three hundred, yeah. like he was doing, but he's gonna he's gonna bat higher than two twenty. Um, and I think it with Boston, it's more of a a mental thing because if you if you start off cold, you know they were on him yeah. like crazy. So um, it's Boston. They they've been so successful, so they have high expectations. Yeah, and, and they're um, they're not afraid of telling it how it is in Boston. No. So. Which, if you think about it, it's kind of like it sucks, but in the same way, it's it's kind of they kind of. Yeah, kind of deserve to yeah, be. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I would say probably three years ago, he'd probably be closer to my top five. 
Oh, um, yeah. But I have him there because not just so much that he's dropped off, but the players that are above him on my list are just insane. Yeah, I agree. My, what are we on, eight? Yeah. I have Bo Bichetti, or Bo Bichette. Yeah. Not Bichetti, right? Mm-hmm. Bichette. Mm-hmm. Um, number eight, he's... He's going to be a star for a long time. He had a great, like, super good year last year. He batted 298, 343 on base, hit 29 homers, 102 RBIs, and had 25 stolen bases. And well, finished 12th in MVP voting. All-star. Did that all at 23, which is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. And he's having a s- slow – he's struggling a little bit right now, but his average and all – it's going to – it has to come he's, up. He's even picked it up from where he was. Because he had a terrible start. Yeah, and he's just so crucial to the Toronto's lineup in general. And he just gets them going. Mm-hmm. And when all their guys are going, it's great to watch. And he's another. I, he's not an amazing defender, but I, I would think he would improve a little bit yeah. as he gets improve as he, uh, he gets he, older. He's another one of those super athletes. Yeah, he's very athletic. So um, Bo is my number eight. Nice. As well. Uh, so, yeah, this year, seven homers, 24 RBIs, 257 average, 718 OPS. And like I, like I said before, that average has jumped up a ton from where he was. Um, I try to catch as many. I actually have a Blue Jays shirt on right now. But I try to catch as many Blue Jays uh, games as I can. Trader. <laughs> Turncoat. No, Cardinals for life always. But um, Except when he's wearing the Blue Jays. <laughs> but, yeah, he... Uh, He's picked it up a ton from where he was. And he, like you said, he bats second in that lineup. Mm-hmm. So he gets everything going for them. Because um, oh, yeah. oftentimes George Springer's leading off with a homer yeah. <laughs> or something yeah, crazy. So uh, he gets it going for the guys like Vladdy and um, I'm trying to think. Guriel's behind Tiasco Hernandez. Tiasco, yeah. So. And 29 homers for a shortstop is pretty dang good. He's kind of like Franco for me that he could be a top five guy. Oh, for sure. Uh, very young. Uh, my number seven. Is a lot of people who think he's like an amazing shortstop, send a big year, Corey Seager. Um, uh, to me, I think he's very overrated. Um, he had two good years when he was 22 and 23, where he hit basically uh, around 300, basically had almost the same stats for each year 300, 25 homers, 70 some RBIs. Um, but other than that, he just is very injury prone and, uh, yeah, it's basically hurt all the time. And he's he had a solid year last year, but I just think the guys above him are better, and I don't think he's an amazing defender as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Corey Seager was my number seven. Good. Smart. This is crazy. This is like a, a monumental day. We don't agree <laughs> like this usually. Uh, yeah, Corey Seager now in Texas. I don't know if you mentioned that, but he... Um, yeah, he's sucking. Or he's, he's, he's playing all right. He's, he's got the... More power, I would say. I don't know if that's a Texas thing compared to L.A., but... Yeah, Texas is hotter the ball travels. Yeah. I think L.A.'s um, usually a pitcher's ballpark. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's big. Um, but he's got 11 homers already this year, and his career high was 26 homers in 2016. Besides that, in 2017 he had 22 homers, but besides those two years, he hasn't hit over 20. A lot of that, that has to do with injuries. He's only... he's. Since 2017, he's only had one year where he played over 100 games. Yeah. There was the COVID year. He played the majority of the COVID year. But other than that. Yeah, 52 of those 60 games. And that was the year they won the World Series, and he got World Series MVP. Um, Asterix. Yeah. But uh, definitely, I mean, I don't know if you, we can't have him not in our top 10. And he's more he's more proven than 
I would say the guys that we had below him besides yeah. Story. But yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I'm not super high on him either. He's only batting 232 this year. I think that'll raise into his normal like 270, 280 range. Um, but yeah, he was my number seven. I have uh, Trevor Story as number six. So kind of around the same area as you did. Where'd you have him? Eight? Nine. Nine. Okay, that was a little low. But... <laughs> um, I think Trevor Story's proven. He's had he had three years where he was um, he was eighth in MVP voting, twelfth, and then eleventh. And like he's MVP caliber player when he's on. And as we've seen the last few weeks when he's been hot, he's been incredible. I think he's a really good, really good hitter. Obviously, hits for a lot of power as a, at the shortstop. He's also pretty fast and can steal some bases. And is a solid defender, I believe. He doesn't have a gold glove, but I think he's had, yeah, on a baseball reference, I think I'm looking at the right defensive run saved. He doesn't, all of them are positive. Like, there's no, he has had, hasn't had had a year where they've been negative, which, uh-huh. to me, you need your shortstop to be a great defender. And we should mention that he plays second base for the Red Sox. Yes. But he's, he's a shortstop. Yeah, so that's why we have him on that list. Um... My number six was Carlos Correa, and um, Dang. <laughs> is that low? I thought that yeah, yeah. I thought that was low. Uh, so Correa for me um, is not. I mean, this year he's not doing real well. Three homers, sixteen RBIs, two seventy nine average, seven fifty one OPS. And then looking at his past years, obviously the whole Astro scandal. Um, I don't know how much that played, but he's 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 a great player, uh, great defensively. A cannon of an arm, and he's always in the 270 range average-wise. His on-base percentage always is, is relatively, eh, relatively good, I guess. Um, Career 355, that's pretty dang good. Yeah, so, uh, and then power, um, all, besides his years he's been injured here, he's always in the 20s and 60-plus um, RBI range, and stole more when he was, I guess, younger. The thing is, when he, I say when he was younger, but I remember watching the TV when he was drafted. And it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. But, yeah, he's been here eight years now. I remember watching him when he came out because yeah. he was supposed to be – like, he's been I, – I'd say he's lived up to the hype. He's yeah. been, like, a super great player. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's exceeded the hype. Yeah. He, he's, like, right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he was my number six. I picked – wait. No, we're at five now. Top five. Yeah, five. Ooh. Top five. Um, my number five is Francisco Lindor. Um, I was thinking of putting him lower just because – like the last few years, he's not been hitting good. Mm-hmm. Um, like last year, he batted 230, 322 on base, hit 20 home runs, 63 RBIs, not up to his standards. Yeah. And then in the short COVID year, he hit 258, um, 335 on base, which wasn't good. But then the years before that, his second year in the league, he was ninth in MVP voting, hit 15 home runs, 78 RBIs. Then the year after that, he was fifth, hit 33 homers, 89 RBIs. The year after that, he was 6th MVP voting. Then the year after that, he was 15th. And his year right now, he's looking like he's getting back into form. His mm-hmm. old Francisco Lindor, where he was so fun to watch. And just, I, I really like him because he just he just has fun when he's playing. Just sucks that he's on the Mets. Yes, it's unfortunate he's on the Mets. But he's hit he's hitting 8 home runs, had 42 RBIs, batting 260 and uh, 346 on base. And he's won 2 cold gloves. Yeah, two gold gloves and a platinum glove. Wow. So he's a plus defender, and he's only 28, which is kind of crazy, yeah. too. And I think he's really good. If he just didn't have these last two bad years, he could easily be number one. Durability is big for me. 
and Francisco Lindor was my number five as well. He's um, yeah, he's very durable. So yeah, he hasn't really. Yeah, I don't think he's. I think he was injured a little bit last year, but other than that, yeah. it's been. He's played in like almost all the games. So we're on Baseball Reference when we're doing this, and so does the bold number number mean that he means they uh, led the league? Yeah. So he led the league in at bats and plate appearances in 2017 and 2018 for Cleveland. Um, this year he currently leads it in the COVID year. He led it for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, durability is huge for me um, because durability is availability. And um, but yeah, man, those those three years. 17 through 19, 33 homers, 38 homers, 32 homers, um, average in the 270s, 280s, on base percentage in the 350s, like absolute stud numbers. Um, and again, he could I, easily be higher. Yeah, and I think if he didn't have these last two years, I guess, of kind of just average yeah. play, um, good play, but not not really what we expect from him. I think he'd be higher on my list too. But uh, yeah, Lindor was my number five. Um, my number four, who a lot of people probably get butthurt about, is uh, Fernando Tatis. <laughs> Basically, just because he uh, he's only really played, if you look at the amount of games he's played, he's only played 273 total games. Um, so basically, his first two years when he came up in the COVID year combined, plus last year, it's kind of like two seasons, I would say. Yeah. And he's been spectacular, like. Really good, really flashy. Last year he had 42 home runs, had 97 RBIs, but at 282, 364. But he's also, like, only played that many games. I just think, like, once he gets back this year and see how he does to, to finish out this year, I think he he, he could solidify his spot as number one. Yeah. He just needs to, one, stay healthy. He plays such, like, a flashy, hard hard-working style where he's diving for oh, stuff yeah. where he he just plays really hard and that can lead to injuries but um so tim anderson aj's favorite player i liked him um he had like what was his war like 18? 18 um so fernando tatis's after playing only 273 games is 13.6 so mm-hmm. and he's been top five in mvp voting the last two years last year and then the covid year which is crazy to me and uh, he's defensively he's okay. He times to make the amazing play, which will lead to an error. But sometimes he has really good range. Sometimes when you have big range, you make you can get to more baseball, so it's a harder throw, and yeah. then you're throwing it yeah way outside. But I think Fernando Tatis probably next year will be number one. <laughs> He worries me because of the durability thing, yes, too. Yes, durability. The, even time. last year, they had him in center field and right field a little yeah. bit. And I think um, his injury this year was his wrist or something. Yeah, I believe yeah. so. He's so, just like shoulder, wrist. How, how old is he now? Just 21, 22? I, I just X out of it. I didn't know. Yeah, something like that. Really young. Uh, but my number four was Xander Bogarts. Uh, very proven hitter in this league. His defense can be a little shaky. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this year is... Easily an all-star. Five homers, 22 RBIs, batting 321 with an 859 OPS. In the middle of that Boston lineup for years now. Um, and he was a rookie in 2013 when we played them in the World Series. Oh, um, yeah, so. I'm taking him off my list. <laughs> the durability is big for him, too, though. Because besides, wow. Now, I mean, if you take out the COVID year, I mean, he played 56 of those 60 games, but. 
every other year he's yeah. had 136 plus yeah, games, which is ridiculous. Um, Would you say he's the best hitter at shortstop at, on this list? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's close. I would say most consistent. Yeah, most um, and proven. Yeah, because uh, sure. Tim Anderson's. I loved him, but he, he's only had a couple of years of doing this. So he has uh, four silver sluggers. So Xander does. Yeah, and he's a guy for the as you know we're Cardinals fans. If if the shortstop is not solidified for us, and in the in the summer, I don't know, or in the I guess winter, uh, it might be a trade that you uh, might might look at making because we yeah. we have a lot of. Uh, like weapons, I think Xander Bogarts would be the best two hitter. Oh my goodness! Ooh. Can you just? I mean, if we get them all hot, can you just imagine like yeah. Tommy, Bogarts, O'Neill, Goldie, Arnado? Like not in that order, but like yeah, like that's a ridiculous five. Yachty, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yachty. Young DH and okay. oh my goodness, <laughs> I hope Deion gets it going. We're gonna get to Deion actually a little bit, but. Um, yeah, Bogarts was my number four. My number three was Bogarts for basically the same reasons as AJ just said. Four-time Silver Slugger, super consistent, very durable. Basically just uh, you put him out there and he's going to produce, mm-hmm. and that's basically all I need. Solid defender, not anything amazing, but he gets the job done. And I'd, 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 I'd entertain the option of uh, coming to St. Louis. Bogarts, yeah. Um, that was three, right? Yes. My number three is Fernando Tatis Jr. And, uh, like, I mean, I don't really have to talk much more about him. I, I did want to find his actual age, though, so we got that correct. He's 23. Okay. Uh, just turned 23 in January. Dang. I guess it's a little older than I thought, but still very extremely young. he came up when he was 21? Yeah. So, um, yeah, very exciting. Like we mentioned, durability is huge for him. And uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan. I like... I like I like people that bring. I'm okay f- with flash. Mm-hmm. I just don't want disrespect in the game, um, and and so, I mean I'm okay even with bat flips, mm-hmm. but some of the bat flips, I mean there's there's a line I think and uh, like with with respect and maybe it was just because I was butt hurt in that wild card game that we had against <laughs> them and he, he bat flipped against us. I'm looking at the picture right now, so maybe that's why. Um, but yeah, it was. It, I think it was on. Uh... MLB the show last year in their intro. The yes, end of it was. Flip. Yeah, I, yeah. I always try to skip, skip through that, but yeah, no, easily could be number one uh, by the end of the year, even if he if he comes back healthy. Oh, for sure. So top two, my number two is Carlos Correa, which AJ had lower on his list, mm-hmm. but I just think looking at his years, come when he was twenty years old, hit twenty two bombs, sixty eight RBIs, two seventy nine. Batting average. He's had a career 277 batting average, which is pretty solid. 355 on base, which is really good. Um, last year was probably his best year. He had 26 home runs, 92 RBIs. Batted 279, 366 on base. That was another uh, contract year. Yes. And uh, won the gold glove, which is surprising that that was his first gold glove. You thought he would um, win one sooner because he, I believe, if I get to the fielding... He's one of those guys where he had a, or a positive, or plus defensive runs saved. He had yeah. 20 last year. Wow. According to Baseball Reference, which it's like RDRS. So I don't know if that's the same, but I think it's the mm-hmm. same. I don't know. There's so many acronyms in baseball where it's just <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah. Um, but I just think he's super consistent. 
he's had one, two, three, four, five years where he's hit over 20 home runs. He's he's driven in 96 RBIs one year, 84 in another year, um, and that, and then 92 last year. And I think one thing is he could be more durable. He's had some years where he hasn't been that durable, but he's put up some great numbers in those years. He played 75 games in 2019 and hit 21 home runs and mm-hmm. 59 RBIs. That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. I think he's really good. I think he's his stats right now, his average and on base is pretty similar to his career marks, and I think he'll have a solid year this year in Minnesota. In Minnesota. So my number two was Tim Anderson. If you would have had a number <laughs> one. Oh, my so, God. So Tim this year... Oh wait, just hold, just hold on a second. Okay. Okay. Carlos, I I, I forgot to mention a key point about Carlos Perea. Yeah. His WAR, I believe, is uh pretty high, like thirty five point two. And how many years has he played? Eight years. Eight. Yeah, eight. How many did Tim Anderson play? Uh, Tim's at seven. Okay. Okay. Just yeah. just just want to make that clear. <laughs> so that might be something because I just love Tim Anderson. Uh, he's very exciting to watch, but I think, you know, I I thought. It was a shorter amount of time than Bogarts, and he's played less years. But over these last four years now, if you're counting this year, he's he's the best hitting shortstop in baseball. Uh, 2019, he batted 335, 322 in 2020, 309 last year. He's batting 356 this year. Um, his on base percentage is very high, but like you mentioned, it's because of the hits that he's getting, yeah. not so much the walks. Um, but he's a guy that can steal you 20 bases. Uh, kind of sneaky power, I guess, out of a leadoff yeah. guy. Because um, he's getting 15-plus homers in every year. And uh, health is is a little worry for me uh, with him because he's played one year where he got 153 games and one year with 146. Um, two years with 123. Um, but besides that, hasn't, um, I guess, been super healthy. But... Um, yeah, I just love watching Tim Anderson play baseball. Uh, that might be the reason why. I wish – I think if his defense was better, would you say he's top five for you? Um, like, do you think he could beat out Bogarts? If his def- what if his defense was, like, elite? I think Bogarts is has one better – if his defense was the same as Bogarts, I'd put Bogarts higher. Bogarts hits for, okay. like, just under the same average and yeah. hits for power and drives and runs. Yeah. Yeah, it might be just because I love watching Tim play. He brings some kind of flash and style to the game that I like. But, um, yeah, Tim was my number two. My number one, Trey Turner. He's one of my – I wish he wasn't on the Dodgers, but Mm -hmm. I just really like players that are fast and can hit. Yeah. And last year he he put it like head career year. 328 batting average, 375 on base, hit 28 home runs, career high, and drove in 77 – and led the league in L and stolen bases with 32. So basically did it all. He's so fast, can steal base. I would say best leadoff hitter in the game. Yeah. Um, and this year he's batting 298, um, has 357 on base, hit five home runs and has 41 RBIs, which was very surprising mm-hmm. to me, as there's only been he's only played 49 games. Yeah. And that's really crazy. I just think he does it all, and he's a solid defender, I believe. I looked at it. Yeah, he's a solid defender. Not like as good as defender as Correa yeah. or Lindor, but he gets the job done. I think he's above average, I would say. Mm-hmm. And he's just an elite offensive threat. You could just so good. He's on the base pass. He could steal the base, win why, your game. Why do I feel like he's underrated? 
I feel like he's, he's not a top, like people don't talk about him as a top five player, but he's only had one All Star. He's had one All Star appearance. Yeah, it's because the All Star you can have a bad beginning of the year, then pick it up. So that's messed up to me because I gotta look up his stats here. So Trey Turner was my number one, also. Um, not just because he's the best sl- uh, slider in baseball. Have you yeah, seen some of those so videos? Smooth. That's ridiculous. So um, but no, I mean, he's hitting for, for high average. He's stealing. I'm getting it here. So, yeah, I mean, one year he had 43 stolen bases. Yeah. He every, had 46 one year, and that wasn't even the, the top. Yeah, I mean, every year besides that COVID year, he's getting 30-plus stolen bases. His average is always he has 10 already. 290 and above. Um, career 302 hitter. Yeah, on base percentage 360 for his career. Uh, it's got pop. His can, OPS is 848 for his career, which is um, pretty high for a guy who's only hit yeah. 108 home runs. And he almost had 200 hits last year. So Yeah, it's a lot of doubles, gets the triple. And it looks like durability is something that's there for him too. Yeah, um, besides his first couple of years. So, yeah, I don't know why. If you don't have number one on your list, I don't know. I don't think I mean Tatis probably is a lot of people yeah with what they have but I think that was MLB's top was Tatis yeah, of course because they they love the flashy players yeah. but no Trey Trey kind of goes under the radar and now that he's in LA I feel like he's probably going to get a little more attention I loved loved him in Washington mm. and, I I, uh, I think I kind of wanted the trade for him <laughs> what's that I wanted the trade for Trey oh Trey. yeah well, I I'd give up I'd give up Gorman I'd give up well they traded. Scherzer and Trey to LA. Yeah. And that was the trade that I was like, maybe we do that as Cardinals. Yeah. Um, Cause Scherzer was from here and Trey Turner would have fit perfectly. But mm. so it sucks that he's in LA. Cause I don't, I mean, besides the Lakers <laughs> with LeBron now, <laughs> but I, I don't cheer for LA um, in any other capacity. So, but yeah, Trey was my number one. Um, the next episode we'll have second baseman. Yep. Second baseman. So we can move on here to our Cardinals update of the episode. They have split the lat. They split the four-game series with the Brewers um, a few games ago. Uh, I guess there's been more games in this stretch than our last episode. We only had like two to talk about in our last episode. Yeah, because they played Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then yeah. today. Yeah. Or Tuesday. Wait, what is today? Wednesday. Wednesday. So four yes, or five days. Yeah. Um, but we won the first two against the Padres. Then we won the the one today, which actually just wrapped up and. So we beat the, won the series against the Padres, right? Yeah, swept it. Yeah. Wait, we swept it? Yeah, we won all three. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I saw yeah. them on Monday. Duh. So, and they actually, we're watching TV right now, and Dakota Hudson's on the screen, but he was phenomenal today. I think he, I don't know what his last inning was like, but at one point he had set down 17 straight guys. I was, when I, I walked in here, because I was doing something else, and I had the TV on. I walked in, and after the first inning, he threw like 20-some, like 25 pitches. I was like, yeah. oh, boy, here we go. The yeah. classic four-inning start, but... It's so good to see him go seven innings, and he's kind of getting back to that form when he first came up. Yeah, which is what we need. Our, really, if you look at our starting pitchers, we've been really good. Mm-hmm. It's just sometimes our hitting is either uh, amazing or non-existent. But the last few games, we've been putting like like getting good enough, good runs yeah. every time, and uh, I, I I'm getting I'm getting excited. I would I would agree that the pitching's been good. I'd like to see more innings. Yeah, out, I would out of agree. the majority of them. Yes, for sure. Um, I mean, Except, especially when you have guys like Hicks with given four. Yeah. And if Hudson only gives you four or five, then I mean that's two of your five that mm-hmm. Michaelis and Wayno have been eating innings, but um, and been then amazing. Ma- Except Michaelis's last start. Yeah, yeah, he struggled on that one, but um, great to see Hudson get back on track again. We swept the Padres. 
Uh, today was three or no five two. Is that correct? Five two. Five two. Yes. Um, so a couple things I took from this last week was. Right now, Goldie has to be the MVP, right? Yes. Yeah. If he's not, some people were saying no, Machado, but uh, I would have said Goldie last week, but no, yeah. Goldie had better, like, ten points lower at batting average, had more home runs, more RBIs, yeah. and like everything. Yeah. No, Goldie's been on an absolute tear today. Marked twenty-two straight. Twenty-three. Uh, twenty-three now. I think so. Was it twenty-three for the hitting streak? Thirty-seven or thirty-eight for the on-base yeah. streak? Uh, and I, I mentioned to my dad last night that this might be one of the hottest hitters I've seen in my life. Oh, well, Besides another carp in that one stretch. I, I, I'd take Goldie over that. Yeah. Oh, really? I think so. I don't know. I kind of forgot how good Carp was. <laughs> I think I just like Goldie more. But He batted like 260 for that year. Yeah. But that one stretch was ridiculous. But uh, I think Goldie's is better just because he's had... In Cardinals history, Goldie had 23 extra base hits in the month of May, which is first. So he's Stan Musial had 22 and Albert had 22 extra base hits, yeah. and Goldie's just like, hold my beer, and he yeah. gets 23. Anytime you're on a list with Musial and Albert, I think you're in pretty good company. Yeah. Arguably one of the best left-handed hitters, and arguably one of the best yeah. right-handed hitters of all time. Seriously. And then, you mentioned earlier Gorman's success. You've seen both of his great games. I've seen him seven for seven. But he's batting three. I think it was like three eighty nine now in tw- his twelve games, and obviously he hits the ball so hard. Those two games obviously helped with just that his stance. He's just like yeah, just uncoils and just rips it. That home run, oh my god! I'd like to see him stay. Obviously, he's not going to do this, but obviously, or I hope he can stay hot um, because I'd love to see him like stay up here yes. throughout the entire year and kind of just I solidify think his spot keep him up here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I wanted to mention two guys in the minors. Alec Burleson is another outfielder we got. Yeah, lefty. Yeah, he's batting uh, 331 down there with 11 homers, so he's knocking at the door. And then, Not a great defender, I don't think. No. Because I saw him in double-A last year. I've seen a lot of these guys in double-A last yeah. year. But he was playing right field, and I just remember him missing a ball or something. I was like, that was pitiful. Yeah, he's a, he's a bigger build also. Yeah. Uh, doesn't he's move burly. Really well. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, and then the other name in the minors I wanted to mention was Paul DeYoung. Uh, he was, yeah. I think, 3-for-4 or 3-for-5 last night. Uh, but he's only batting 216 down there. So 216? Yeah. I know. So I'm, I'm cheering for him. He had a terrible start down there. And then he had one game where he was like 4-for-5. Almost hit for the cycle. Yeah, I think that was that game. And then he had 3-for-4, 3-for-5 last night. So got him up to 216, but hopefully he can get it going. He, if he could just... Bring it up a little bit. He'd be such a good, yeah, like utility player. We're not even asking. We just want a solid bench player yeah. <laughs> at this yeah. point. I think he's. I, I think right now he's lost his starting job. It's Edmund and yeah. Gorman, and uh, like Edmund, yeah, Edmund Donovan. Edmund's playing second or short every time. Then it's Gorman, yeah, uh, Sosa. Sosa. Donovan just plays wherever we need him. Yeah. No, if Paulie could just bat two forty. With twenty homers, yeah, he would stay because his yeah. defense is good enough. Yeah. But we can't, we can't have. That's like, the only knock on Gorman is the Saturday he had two errors, yeah. Which like, I, I'm not an amazing. Like, really I bad played, errors because I didn't see. Like it. one was hit right to him, he just missed the Bobbled transfer. It. Yeah, just come on, buddy. So, I think if we were pretty much any lower quality team. I think you just say, Paul, we'll just ride you out and kind of just feel out mm-hmm. or get you on track in the majors. But we're a team that brought in Albert and 
had this whole reunion. We have to win now. Yes. We can't afford to, to have you I think it we're, out. we're getting on the right track. We're, I yeah. think we're kind of putting it all together. Yep. Like, yes, we have injuries with our starting pitchers, but uh, Flaherty's been pitching to live hitters. Yeah. He's about to do his rehab assignment. Um, then we have four starters who are solid, I think. Mm-hmm. And then fifth is just... Just, just keep it under five. Yeah, yeah. No, and then hitting wise, you have guys like O'Neill and Carlson out, and they are two staples in your lineup. Yeah, and Carlson was hitting pretty good uh, before he got hurt. And O'Neill will get it going. O'Neill, I, I firmly yeah. believe that. Yes, I don't know if I he'll agree. be what he was at the end of last year, MVP type guy, yes. but he'll get it. Going. I think. I think also you got to just put him in a spot and just keep him there yeah. instead of. I agree with that. You hit, you go 0 for 3 one game, it happens. Okay, Ollie's like, let's put him in 7th yeah. instead of... No, just I, keep I keep him in that 5. Just put him in the 5 spot. Yeah. Um, I really like... I mean, what have they been doing lately? Eddie in the leadoff and what, Goldie 2nd or Goldie 3rd? Uh, it depends who's... Uh, if it's a right-handed pitcher, Gorman's been 2nd. And then or Goldie, Donovan. Arenado, then... Uh, Albert's in there for... Albert or Yepes. Um, and then I think one last Cardinal thing I wanted to get to was I have a question for you. So when O'Neill and Carlson returned, do you let go of Dickerson? I mean, you have to, right? I say you have to let go of Dickerson, especially because Donovan can play yeah. the corner outfielders and hitting 290. Stay. He can play anywhere, and he's yeah. solid. Yepes has been hitting good, and he can mm-hmm. play left. Mm-hmm. Not amazing, but he can play the outfield. Yeah. And then also you have Burleson, who's... Hitting crazy yeah. in the minors too. New bar, new he, bar. He hasn't shown much up here this year. He but hasn't. They, he's not. They sent him down. He had a three homer game. He's not <laughs> hitting great, but his defense, like last night, he threw a ninety six mile an hour, like seed. Yes. Yeah. A uh, dot. So. So when Carlson and O'Neill come back, you have to send down or get rid of two guys. I I'd release Dickerson, which I hate doing that because I know. He was probably. I mean, you have to be excited coming here to play. Yeah. So you get it. Yeah, with Albert Wayne. Yeah. And it probably it's gonna suck, but. And I I I wasn't. I guess I know a lot of people weren't super high on that signing because we have all these guys. I was high on it because I thought he'd be like solid. Yeah. I thought he'd hit like two eighty. And he's proven unlike these other. His guys. career average, I think, is two eighty. Like, yeah. You you keep talking. I'll I'll find it. Um, but I would release Dickerson, especially because your outfield is loaded. Loaded. And. I guess you send down Newt Bar. Yeah, Newt Bar. Or, this is what this is what my question for you was: Do you do you package up a couple of those guys um, for a trade or for a pitching piece? Maybe a three or three starter, two or three starter. Because I have a couple names I want to run through with you here. So, Madison, oh, first Dickerson's yeah. a career two eighty hitter. Two eighty, yeah. So, um, I have a couple pitching names though to throw at you. So. Madison Bumgarner is one. Um, Diamondback should be bad by that point. <laughs> um, another one was two in division in the division guys, Luis Castillo and Tyler Molly for the Reds. Mm-hmm. And then the two big the big names that I would really consider is I mentioned it to you guys the other day. Uh, Dallas Keuchel was released by the White Sox, and I know Colin said he's he's making a lot of money, which he is. Yeah, uh, it's like it was like a fifty five over three year span. Yeah, I don't want to pay him that. I know, but I just feel like he's a guy that. Well, if he was released, do we have to pay him for that contract? Because they designated him for assignment, so I, I thought that means they finished paying him. I think so. Uh, and sure. then the number one name on my list, which I mentioned 
couple episodes that he was injured, but it was just like a tweak thing. He's back and he pitched. He's pitching Montes. today. It's Frankie Montes. And if you could package up, I like Yepes a lot, but I yeah. think this what we've seen from Yepes is is Yepes. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think there's another level to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I would take Burleson over Yepes. But oh, really? if you if you if you packaged up Newt Bar. Yepes, especially if Yepes continues. I mean, he's slumped a little bit. He's like yeah. 270, 280, but you trade him now while he's doing this. Yeah. I know Newt Bar's about like 112 right now, yeah. but he's got potential. Um, we all, I kept thinking you would have to trade maybe Gorman or, or dare I say, Walker. To oh, get, hell. No, no, that's not happening. Walker can come out next year. I know. <laughs> but I thought to get Montes, we would have to trade somebody like Gorman or Libertor. Yeah. But if you have a guy like Yepes that's hot right now, give him to Young. I know. Or is he have all the, Yeah. He seems like he'd fit in Oakland. Yeah. Just kind of disappear in Oakland. Just kind of, he'll just, <laughs> he'll start hitting like 260. Yeah. Being like a solid shortstop. Yeah. But I kind of, I, I, I would like to go for Montes. What's his ERA this year? Low threes. I think it's like I a don't, 15. I don't think Cincinnati would trade with us because it's in division. Yeah. And I don't know if I really trust Molly or. I mean, Castillo and Molly are both solid, but yeah. I would Montes could be a number two yeah. somewhere. Bumgarner is very intriguing just because how good he is in the postseason, mm-hmm. like just godly. But but also, what do you do with your rotation? Because I like our rotation. Yeah. Do you, do you? I wouldn't call it a Hicks experiment because I think that's what they actually plan on doing yeah. is having him as a starter. But do you do you put him in the bullpen to help out? Yeah, I'd put him in the bullpen. Because Whitgren struggled a little bit. Um, McFarland's not been good. Whitley has been up and down. So you you have some guys down there that you don't really mm-hmm. know. And Gallegos has struggled. So Hicks could help out the I'd back be, end. Yeah, I'd like Hicks would be nice in the bullpen. I'd also like to maybe trade for a lefty reliever. Yeah. Because we just have McFarland. Hennessis is solid. Yeah. Hennessis yeah. is beast. But he's been he's been better controlled this year. Yeah, which yeah. surprises me. And McFarland, no bueno. I know. I hope he gets it going. I, I like him a lot, especially what he did last year for us was yeah. insane. I um, think Mats will be will be his usual be like better. around four ERA, yeah. which is it's it's fine. Yeah, but I think it, I kind of like Montes. I keep an eye on Montes for any yes. Cardinals fans listening. I keep keep an eye on Frankie Montes. I, I trade Newbar. Um, I could see Yepes because he's not going to become. Like any better at yeah, defending. I don't. Th- he's not like a high prospect. No, uh, he's just. I don't. Even, I'm not gonna like. I'm not the only to... bad thing is, is then if we trade Yepes, who's like I guess Dickerson would stay up. And then so, we'd have all lefties on the bench except Pujols. Yeah, that's true. And Burleson's <clears throat> a lefty. Yeah, that's why I was like next year because Pujols is gonna retire. He's gonna if, be. What if you your... trade Burleson? Because he's he's obviously red hot right now. Yeah, that's I'd be fine with that. But then, like, next year, you'd want that, like, right-handed hitter at the DH, which literally, I was thinking that, like, literally could be Jordan Walker, which would be awesome. For people that don't know, like, Jordan Walker is in double-A right now, and he's got the talk of, like, Albert talk, when Albert was coming through really fast, and yesterday was actually the anniversary of Oscar Tavares' first homer. I watched that, uh, the Rain Man. Yeah, and so, um, he also had that talk coming through the minors of, like... Crazy potential, Jordan Walker. I might be more excited for him than like any player I've ever oh, been yeah. excited for. And 
I was excited for Gorman. He's lighting it up. I think he's kind yeah. of solidified second base. Yeah. But I really want Ali to just put him against a left-handed pitcher. Mm-hmm. It's like... Yeah, he's been trying to stop that. He's going to... He, I don't think he's hit against a left-handed pitcher yet this no. since he's been up. He it's, might have faced Quintana in Pittsburgh. But besides that, like it was just, like two at-bats. Like he's he's 22. He's going to have to face against a left-handed hitter. Yep. Yep. And then some other news from around the league. The Blue Jays are finally hot. Uh, we were kind of like questioning them for a while. They've won six straight. Um, and then Jose Barrios was awful, or has been awful. Yeah. He's got like a six ERA. Um, the Angels are in the opposite direction. They've had six straight losses, and a lot of that has to do with pitching. I know you're facing me in fantasy right now. I don't know if you've seen. Have you seen the score? I did. I looked, I'm like dominating. You're beating me 124 to zero. Like it's <laughs> not even go. not even close. My team is it's because I have Goldie and Ramirez. Yeah. Uh, and then. I'm getting some production from like my hitters, but I have Syndergaard, and he got me like negative twenty last last night. Kaylee is here. What's going on? Some of us have to work really hard instead of doing a fun podcast all day. <laughs> I just got off work, but had to come say hey to all my fans at A Disease Sports. Talk. There you go. It's good to see you. Um, where are we at? Angels. Yes. Angels pitching. Yeah. Uh. I also have Lorenzo on my fantasy team. So I literally have Lorenzo. Huh? Like, he used to play for the Reds? Yeah. He's he's starting for uh, the Angels. Yeah. I like that. Um, What else here? uh, I put down the Phillies have the same record as the Orioles through 50 games. (laughs) Isn't that rough? Because coming into the season, the Phillies had a lot of expectations. Um, And you had Bryce Harper as your (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Bryce is. I don't. Did I mention this last week? Where Bryce has like a torn UCL. Yeah, it's, that's elbow. the Tommy John ligament. Yeah, so he can't field, but he can DH. Hmm. So he's just DH in the rest yeah. of the year, or for the next. I can't. I think they said he can't like throw a baseball for like six, seven weeks. Oh dang! So now you have to have Kyle Schwarber in the outfield. I know. So um, <laughs> yeah, they've been a crazy disappointment. And then uh, I put down Mookie Betts back. Uh, oh yeah, you're, you're <laughs> I not, was waiting for it. Yeah, you kept saying Mookie Betts. Oh, not that good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he, he's got like 15 homers already, which is uh, pretty crazy, even for Mookie. Um, and then the last thing I put down was JD Martinez uh, is not talked about enough. He's been 363 oh. for the Red Sox. He's so consistent. Yeah, he gets like 350 every year. Mm-hmm. I know he's a really poor defender. That's why they have him at DH. Yeah. But he's a guy. When we do our DH list in a couple weeks, he's gonna be. Pretty high up there, but oh, for sure. Do you have anything else baseball wise? Oh, I'm I'm good. We went pretty long in baseball. I know, I know. <laughs> we always do with those lists. Yeah, uh, but these next two will go go pretty quickly. I think the yeah. uh, NHL shouldn't take too long because no. the Blues season is over. Yeah. Sadly, um, and Don't I said want to it, talk about it. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I, I said it ended horribly because uh, yeah, they scored on six seconds left. Yeah, six seconds left, and um, that was absolutely brutal. Because I thought we were going to, if we got them to overtime, I thought we could got it to Game 7. Oh, yeah. And Game 7, anything can happen. But um, for the Blues, I think there's some decisions to make in the offseason. David Perron, Vlade Tarasenko, Nick Letty, and Vili Husso are all free agents. So um, I I don't think you make big changes. Mm -hmm. Because I think we ran into a team like Colorado that you're going to probably have to get by if you're going to win a cup. Yeah, because they do that stupid division thing where you play. Yeah, exactly. And same thing happens with, like, the Maple Leafs and – they like have to get past the lightning. Yeah. If they're gonna do anything about it, but um, I wouldn't make a whole lot of changes. I'd probably let Huso go because you're not gonna pay two goalies a lot of money. Yeah. 
and he's probably going to get a lot for what he's done this year. Um, and then you have Benner, and you have options in the minors, like we mentioned. I would probably lean towards, depending on what Tarasenko wants, I'd, I'd probably let him go, mm-hmm. uh, which, which kind of sucks because you don't get anything for what he's done. Yeah. Um, and I think if we had played poorly uh, throughout this year, I think he would have been traded at the, at the oh, deadline yeah, and gotten sure. stuff. I bring I bring Nick Letty back, depending on what he's asking for, and then I do bring Perron back. Mm. That that's I would because he he fits so well here and he's kind of like getting better with age, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, because uh, he's like thirty four now. So, and he, t- he talked about in his like post season. Probably give him a discount too, possibly. Yeah, and his post like season I guess interview that he had, um, he was talking about how much he loves it here. So, hmm. but yeah, this year this type this time of year you need just a lot of luck. A lot yes. of like health and uh, lucky bounces, and so I wouldn't make a whole lot of changes. But it's sad to see the uh, season over with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other series that was happening that we didn't cover that hadn't finished yet is now finished. Uh, Carolina lost Game Seven at home to New York, and uh, Carolina was seven and zero at home before that. That's game. crazy. Yeah, yeah so I, I was like, Carolina's gonna win. That shocked me. I think we all thought they were. Um, and the Rangers are kind of shocking a lot of people because they were down 3-1 to Pittsburgh in mm-hmm. the first round. And Pittsburgh had some injuries, but they still came out of that one uh, 3-1 and uh, finished that one. And then now they're facing the Lightning. Uh, game one is tonight. Um, quick prediction, I have the Lightning in six. I'm just going to pick the Lightning because they're on a heater right yeah. now. Yeah, I don't know how you even score past Vasilevsky. We, we praise him every episode, but... Ridiculous. It's well deserved, and then the uh, so we both have the Lightning, and then the West, the Oilers versus the Avalanche. Game one was last night, and it was eight to six. Who won? Uh, the Avs won, but it was like in fourteen goals. It's like Jeez. ridiculous scoring. Um, I have the Avs in seven, even though I'm cheering for the Oilers. I'm going to Oilers just because I don't want to cheer for the Avs mm-hmm. or pick the Avs. No, yeah, uh, I actually really had to think about this because I try to like. This sounds really corny and weird, but I try to like visualize what what the next round would look like. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, can I actually picture the Oilers playing the Lightning? Or yeah, and I can see McDavid getting a cup this year uh, in my vision. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just thinking of you. <laughs> uh, I I hope. I mean, obviously, we're cheering against the Avalanche because the Blues thing, mm-hmm. but I, I hope the Oilers uh, get it done because McDavid and Drysaddle need that need that cup under their belt. Um, we can move on here. That was a quick hockey segment. We can move on to our uh, little side segment we have here. So um, we're going to give our top three pet peeves today. So A lot of mine are uh, sports related because I, I was at a card game. Do you want to get us started? Uh, I, I have four. Okay. Um, In any order? No, these are all just pet peeves. I yeah. feel like you can't really rank. Yeah. Oh, I guess you can. Um, so first will be... Uh, what I witnessed at the Cardinal game, people not being situationally aware, and that is uh, mm-hmm. like so we're walking to the gate to go in, and there's all there's three gates open, a long line on this side, there's one on the right that's wrapping all the way down like basically down the stadium, and then the one in the middle is so short. We walk, go past the people that are in the line, go in the middle, and I'm like, these people are stupid. Yeah, like are like are are we smart? Because mm-hmm. That's just like frustrating. It's like just come on, do better. What did you say it was? Situ- Being situational. That that yeah. kind of goes with like literally anything. Yeah, it does. Which one of yours? Um, mine, I actually did rank them. You did rank them. I rank everything. 
I, 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 I could have ranked them. I just was thinking them off the top of my head. My number three was when people smack their food. And I'm, oh, yeah. I'm okay with like like an accidental... Because I, I mean, I do that. You accidentally... Oh, yeah. You enjoy the AJ's food a lot. down in some sushi. Yeah. And you accidentally let out a smack. It's fine. It's like the, the constant... Yeah, because it's it's for me self awareness, like who you're around, and it's like just I just find it rude, mm-hmm. like it's not so much like a gross thing to me, but yeah. it's like just rude. I don't yeah, know. it's just annoying. Yeah. Um. Yeah, a lot of these are uh, sports. One <laughs> is arriving late to a game. Oh yeah. Not not if it's first or second, I'll give you a, I'll throw you a bone. But if it's like if it's third inning, then all of a sudden. You just come in and sit down, and usually those are the people that come in in like the third inning, and then they'll stay be one inning, then they'll leave and you'll never see them again. Yeah. It's like, yeah, why even come? I know. And well, I'm just gonna do another one because these are kind of the same people. Yeah. Is uh, being on a phone during a sporting event. Mm-hmm. Why even pay the ticket? Yeah. You can sit. You can sit like I could sit right here and be on my phone. But what, no. what about leaving early? Is that as worse as getting there late? <sighs> Depends on the score. Yeah. If you're getting. Annihilated. So you and I are the type that we try to stay no matter what. Usually stay the majority of the time, unless but, it's like the game's like super long or it's been so many innings and it's like midnight. And I don't, I don't blame people. It's like twelve nothing. Your team's down and you want to yeah. leave. But yeah, I agree with the. I've seen people. But get, get there at least like, get 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 to the eighth. Leave yeah. like you can skip the ninth if you're down by a lot. But yeah. Not like it's the third inning and you're down twelve. It's like oh let's leave. I I've seen people get there in like the fifth. And I don't know if they got there or if it was like they were just hanging out and then they just decided to watch the game. It, it if you're there with crazy. kids, you have a pass. Yeah, okay. Uh, my number two, I don't know how you feel about this, is summer. Just summer in general. I hate summer. You don't like summer? I hate summer. So I like cooler weather. Yeah, I like too, but I love summer. You can go outside, So baseball. Being in school, you get the summer break, which is nice, yeah. obviously. But I hate the heat. Mm-hmm. Uh this is personal, but I'm a natural sweater, so like I get really sweaty in the summer, which uh-huh. sucks. Uh, I find it annoying, and I I thought about this on the way <laughs> here. Wow, <laughs> oh, I hate summer. I thought about this on the way here. Showers are not as like enjoyable in the summer because like a hot shower. Yeah. Because like you you when you're cold, a cold shower feels pretty good. Yeah, it, it's like kind of like the kind of like the pool. Kaylee, what are some of your pet peeves? Mm. How do you feel about summer? Summer is a beautiful time, but it's really hot. I don't like being hot, but uh-huh. I like summer. No school, that's great. That, that, that's how I am. I don't. I, I like summer because you get to do a lot of stuff outside, like hike and do all this yeah. stuff. But I, I do sweat a lot. That's probably yeah. and the humidity in Missouri makes it a lot worse. <laughs> do you pet guys peeves. prefer winter or summer? All around. Fall. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I like both. I like winter. I think I like winter better than okay. summer. But I, I like agree. not being at school. I also like summer because it's lighter for longer. Because winter That's true. is... There's a lot of fun things happening in summer. Yeah, it so. gets dark real mm-hmm. fast. What are some you got? Pet peeves? Yeah. Number one, someone at this table does this. Um, putting their arm on my shoulder uh-huh. like to weigh me down. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a big pet peeve of mine. I'm five, three and a half on a good day. So <laughs> I don't like that. Um... It's just going to be all about me. No. That is something that you do, but I yeah. know that you probably do it out of love. Um, Dude, for fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. 
Oh, if um, we're in like a big group setting and people like interrupt you or like they don't pay attention and the talking while someone is giving a presentation. Something like that. Was that is that your number? Yes, I, I, I don't like. I just think that that's rude and it really gets me. And so if we're in a big group setting and like someone else would be talking and then they get interrupted and nobody recognizes that, I always try to be really intentional and like make eye contact with that person because that's what I like to have. Because um, mm-hmm. that's a big pit peeve of mine. Um, that is a big one. I agree with that. Because I'm a big like rule follower. Yeah, me too. But. I don't know why. Even in college, people will be like talking next to me. It just like drives yeah. me up a wall. Yeah. I'm like, just shut up. For me, it's kind of like that with even being in class and like the teachers talking and people just like being on their phone. Yeah. yeah or or I don't like that. or they like ask you to put your phone away and then you like two classes later you pull it out again. Mm-hmm. Just like respect. Just what respect. They, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think um, like with the talking over things, like I sometimes will jump into a conversation um, really quick and like talk and I never want someone to feel like I was interrupting them like sometimes I have to be like oh I'm sorry because I sometimes get like excited yeah. and I, I want to share because oh, like I have yeah. a similar experience um, yeah I do that sometimes too because usually if I don't then I completely forget what I was going to say and I'm like mm-hmm. but definitely in a group setting if you're like just talking over someone mm-hmm. that's really frustrating my number one was actually rudeness just like yeah, in just general I put a couple examples like when you're holding the, uh, the door for somebody mm-hmm. and they don't say thank you or they just keep their head down yeah. or something. That drives me nuts. Or like when you're at a stop sign and you let them go first, like walk across, and they don't give you a head nod. Like a, like a wave. Or even like Hannah, Hannah thinks this is like crazy to me. I try to give them like a little speed walk to like let them know. Let I'm, them know I'm, that you're hustling. I'm, I'm, just I'm show hurting. them that you're, instead of like the, the person who's just like slowly walking. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's key. Zach does this thing with his hand whenever, if you're at like a four-way stop and like let's say you're all there. He'll do this with his hand. Move it really, really fast. Uh-huh. And I'm always like, that is such an aggressive hand wave. You need to let these people know that you want them to go, uh-huh. but that you're not being aggressive about it. So just a casual, oh, you I, I actually ahead. thought about that the last time I was uh, driving and someone, I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like looking at my hand and doing the motion. So I'm like, whoa, the first time I think we you did that, I was like, what an aggressive little hand wave you got going That's on That's awesome. Do you, have, you guys have any more? I didn't have any more. Oh, I could go on and on about what annoys me, but yeah. we don't have to, enough time for that, probably. Rude, Not about Zach, but... Yeah, rudeness and disrespect, general. though. That's, yeah, that's probably up there for we me. We all agree on that one. Mm-hmm. Pretty bad. Yeah. Just be nice. Be a good human. Yep. Unless you're getting in a bar fight, then be really mean. <laughs> yeah, Colin's not here today to talk. <laughs> we, we have no experience with that. Or at least I don't. Do you? No. No. Yeah. Nope. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess next week or next episode, I want I want to start doing this again. Where we bring in, I'm sure you could have some good ideas for that. What are we? Who are we bringing in? Just topics, just oh. random stuff, non-sports topics. Yes. I don't know if this is really pep, a pet peeve, but it's just something. I'm just a weird person, but I don't like touching stuff that's very like dry. Does that so make sense? Like, like a, a newspaper. Sometimes like a newspaper uh, is really dry. I just yeah. don't like like. Like maybe like a. This wood's not. That are you are on top of the guy that doesn't like like styrofoam? Yeah, I don't like styrofoam. Yeah. That yes. Yeah. Another. Oh, what was I gonna say? Oh man, I just lost it. There was something with summer I was gonna say. Oh, like beach settings, like sand. I don't like sand. I hate sand. Like, hmm. like it's you, you. You find it like. 
three weeks later in places that sand shouldn't be. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I, I hate the feeling of it. And like, five weeks later, you take a dump and then you're wiping yeah, sand out. I know. Your butt. I exactly. Think that we're gonna get really close to the beach setting here in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Moving down there. Moving down there. So Zach, you better. Maybe you'll just get used. That's to That's why you wear bungees. compression shorts underneath your swim trunks and then the sand. It's harder for the sand to get in. <laughs> Well, for me, it's like when I when I take off my shorts in the bathroom or something, then yeah. the sand just falls on the yeah. floor. Yeah, then you have I'm, to clean the floor. Yeah, and then I, or I step on it. Or usually, what I did here when I was a kid, I'd, after like a baseball game, there'd be dirt over the floor. I'd, I, my mom would clean it. I wouldn't clean it. <laughs> yeah. No, Go absolutely. <laughs> no, yeah. I will not high five that. It's not going to be in the vows. I will not clean up your dirt. But yeah, we'll have to uh, be in communication with you about topics to come up with. Oh, I think I have a lot of things to talk about. Not sports related, I am. Huh? I think you should just have me on as a segment. Kaylee time. <laughs> yeah. I'll give, just talk to the Kaylee, about whatever I Kaylee's attention. Head. 30 minutes. Yes. Her own time in the show. Yeah. I agree. Okay, so we're going to NBA now. Who do you have in the finals? Yeah. Uh, the Celtics, all the way. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, he's coming back to STL. Everybody get their toasted raviolis out. Emos. Their Emos pizzas. Produce. Their um, gooey butter know, cake. The gooey butter cake. Get it all out. The, he likes the, the red hot chips. I was stalking Those his Instagram yeah. the other day, and his dad seems to be like a pretty big sports guy in he, the STL area. He, he, he coaches it. for CBC. Huh. Um, I don't know if he still does that. I don't know if he does. Were you talking that. about those Ripplets chips? Yeah. Red Hot Ripplets? Yeah, he likes those. But I'm like, it's going to be big. I feel like a lot of people might come out just being like an STL fan. It's going to be a Celtics fan. You know but. how they have those maps where it shows <laughs> where states are cheering or like what locations mm-hmm. the, the U.S. are yeah. cheering? It's going to be like war, a lot of West Warriors, most of the East, I bet. Uh, a lot of people don't like the Celtics. So like maybe a lot of the Northeast would be Celtics and kind of like all of maybe a lot of warriors and then st louis is going to be celtics yeah Yeah. i think i just came up with something in my head for um kaylee's 30 minutes on your podcast that we just all agreed to um relationships within the sporting world i think i'm pretty good in that department Mm. uh like all these famous people that you're talking about i don't know much but i could have a whole segment on relationships and athletic uh, couples yeah what works what doesn't shout out tommy edmund and his wife Mm -hmm. yes that's really like my first Yeah. yeah It's like my What's first one, Kristen. Kristen, Kristen. Yeah. It's my first uh, couple that I really got into, but I was really digging deep into Jason Tatum, and I guess he's not with his baby mama anymore. No, he had... Deuce is always around, though. I love Deuce. Deuce just um, kind of has like a little... I feel like he's got swag. Like, you just oh, see yeah. him, and he's yeah. got swag. Totally. He's hilarious. Yeah. He's so funny. Do you, do you have the Celtics? Uh, oh, that was one of my other things. ESPN did a thing where it had their percentage of which team to win, and they gave the Celtics an 89% chance to win. I saw that. That's crazy. What is wrong with ESPN? Like, yeah. They're stupid. I Is that a pet peeve? What the finals. Yeah, probably ESPN's <laughs> stupid <laughs> rankings. Yeah, pet peeve. Pet peeve. So, you heard it here first. But, uh, Who are you thinking? I could go either way. The Warriors' offense is just so good. The bad thing know, is... But like, isn't it just boring? It's always the Warriors, but... I hate that Tatum's in Boston. Yeah. Do we not like Boston? I don't like Boston sports. Mm. No. Sorry, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
I don't know. They've got I, uh, lots of fun color. I'll probably root for the Celtics. I I'm not I'm not I like the Warriors because they play good basketball. And I like Steph Curry and Clay yeah. Thompson. It's kind of the old the throwback. I, yeah. I don't have a problem with either team. So yeah. and I don't. I've watched. I did watch. Uh, probably the most NBA was the end of the Heat Celtics game. Yeah. I watched the last quarter. Yeah. I uh, yeah. I'm going Celtics all the way. So. Um, who who do you think will win? I have not watched a single game this season, so don't take my. I got a fifty fifty chance. Don't take my um, my opinion to the mm. to Las Vegas to bet, to on, bet on it. I think it's gonna go seven games. Oh, I agree. It's going seven. You're gonna Same. take Celtics because you picked him to Celtics win. Celtics in four. That's Kaylee's official vote. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> That's a bold one. On, on that, that note, you guys can each pay me a hundred dollars. <laughs> on that note, Kelly walks out. On that note, I have nothing more to add or contribute to this podcast. <laughs> Unless we're talking more about pet peeves or relationships, then I'll be back. I did pick the Celtics to win at the beginning of this whole yeah. thing. I am gonna. I think the Warriors will win though. I know. Seven. I'm. I'm cheering for the Celtics, but I just feel like the Warriors are just. Because well, I saw a video of Steph Curry. Uh, getting his golf new golf clubs uh-huh. uh, like yesterday, so obviously he has no worries about yeah. He's about the Celtics. Um, but and the Warriors have, or they're both top defensive teams, yeah. and the Warriors are better offensively. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like matchups, like who can cancel each other out. And I think smart smart can can provide trouble for Curry and or Thompson. Yeah, but the bad thing is, it's like Thompson's not a like a bad defender. He's a good defender yeah. and Wiggins is a good defender. Yeah. Wiggins and, and Tatum will be will be or is Draymond and Tatum. I wonder what they do. Hmm. I said they put Is that Draymond Green? Yeah. Yeah. Draymond and Tatum? Probably. Who uh cuz Draymond a lot of times guards the big, but they don't have a big to They have Williams. Probably, you can kind Al of Al Horford just be the loony. Yeah. They, could, they may put, like, Klee Thompson on Grant Williams just to not yeah. have him running around as much. What did you think about the um, Jimmy Butler shot at the end Stupid. of the game? I thought it was two. And I've, I've heard some people say, like, the percentages were high of that shot. That's that, not his strength. I don't no. even know if he made it. Like, he may have made one three, no. but um, the way it was going there, just taking it to the bucket, except Max Strew shooting, like, kind of a wild shot that happened to go in. Yeah. But he he was going right at... Horford, right? And Horford was backing up. He was going downhill, and Jimmy Butler is great around the rim. You could have got an and one yeah. or just tied the game. There's 20 was seconds like, left. Yeah, 18 seconds or something like that. Yeah. But he took the shot at the right time because you could have got a rebound. If it's but... Steph Curry, it's different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but not. I, no. I know he was hot. I guess the two games before that, he had like 46 in Boston mm-hmm. or something. So I guess, I mean, he was feeling it, but I agree. I didn't, I didn't like that shot from him. No. Um,. But did you say Celtics or Warriors? Uh, Warriors. Warriors. In seven? In seven? Yeah, in seven. But I'm okay. cheering for the Celtics. I would cheer for the Celtics over the Warriors. Actually, this is good that you guys voted for them because your votes are always wrong, so the Celtics are <laughs> There you go. Uh, and then I guess we can finish up. You don't like... Wait, you don't like the Warriors, do you? Just because... I mean, not... I don't dislike them as much anymore. Like, I, I watch them. I'm, I was cheering for the Mavs, obviously. Yeah, because they play real normal basketball. Yeah. <laughs> also, the whole LeBron thing from 2016. Oh uh, yeah, because um, the here, guys here are in comes. the the guys are in the finals now. Who stayed on the same team and were loyal, <laughs> beat I know, LeBron. I, know. <laughs> I literally see it building up in him. Um, yeah, take it. We can finish with our NFL 
segment. Uh, the next team, we finished the NFC East. We're on to the NFC South. We have the Saints. Uh, New Orleans Saints on deck today. So New I have Orleans them Saints. at 9-8 and eight for the season. What do you think? I had them 9-8, dude. Okay, right on. <laughs> I had them beating uh, – I have their schedule up. I had them beating the Falcons, um, losing to Tampa Bay, beating the Panthers. I think I had them beating the Vikings, beating the Seahawks because they're going to get no wins this year. Um, and then I think this stretch where they play the Cardinals, Raiders, Ravens, yeah. I didn't have them in my calculations beating one of them, but I think they could steal one yeah. from one of those games. They're going to beat the Steelers. They're going to lose to the Rams. And I I think I had them beating the 49ers because if they have so. Trey Lance start, I don't know how good they'll be, but... And then beat the Falcons. You and think, I think you think they. I mean, we'll get to that in a couple of weeks, probably. But do you think Jimmy G will start or Trey Lance? I thought they wanted Jimmy G was going to be gone. Mm-hmm. I thought he, they were going to trade him or do something. Yeah. Um, and I think they'll beat the Eagles and Panthers. Where does um? Because Michael Thomas is back. Where does Michael Thomas? I know a lot of people like are kind of down on him because he's a little slant guy. Mm-hmm. But I think he's a top. I mean, especially what he did what two years ago. I yeah, mean, he was top five. Yeah, I'd say. Are, are I don't you, know if he's. I don't him? think he's top five right now. Maybe top fifteen. It's a very deep position. Very deep. I think there's a lot of players better than him that are just more explosive. Yeah. Can do what he can do, but also do or fast and or can do a lot more mm-hmm. other things. And then, what are your expe- expectations for uh, Jameis, your, bo- oh, your boy Winston? He's. I don't know if I like him. He's just funny. Yeah. But I think he's gonna be good. They were five and two to start last. Uh, season before he got hurt, mm-hmm. so they obviously played well with him, and they uh, drafted Chris Olave. He's going to help them in yep. the uh, passing game, along with Michael Thomas being back. And who's the guy you said? Kamara. Yeah, Kamara and Callaway. Oh, Callaway. Um, so I think their offense will be pretty good if Jameis stays healthy. Um, he has a cannon, and yep. as you saw at Tampa Bay, he can sling it. Yeah. And uh, the Saints' defense is always pretty good too. You like Olave? I unfortunately, I he's good. Yeah, he was from Ohio State, so I don't. I'm not going to cheer for him, but you, you, you think he'll be good? I think he'll be good. He was electric, in like an immediate impact guy. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> and uh, they, Malcolm Jenkins and Marcus Williams, like I think they were free agents in the left or signed somewhere else, but. Yeah. They did sign the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. He isn't my personal favorite player in the world, but um, he's good. And they also signed Marcus May. So they signed. They replaced their two uh, defensive backs that they lost. And they still have um, Cam Jordan, who's a stud. Yeah. And Getting older, but still. Yeah. yeah stud. And their defense is solid. I don't think they'll be as good as they were last year, but mm-hmm. they've been good for a while. Kind of changed how they were. They used to just be offensive mm-hmm. powerhouse, bad defense, and now they're Good defense, yeah. not as great offense. Well, there's a team I'm missing that division: Falcons, Bucks, Panthers. Mm-hmm. So you think they finish second to the Bucks? Yeah, yeah. It's Falcons and Panthers are pretty bad. Um, I think Kamara's going to have a big season yeah. if he's there. Like, yeah, I'm still confused on that whole. Trial. I forgot about that. He, um. Finished the Pro Bowl, then it was in Vegas. You know, he had to get a little wild and yeah. uh, got arrested for yeah. doing something. It was some kind of battery charge or yeah, something like that. Uh, or I don't even know if he did it anything. I, if they just 
like cons- it says like something about conspiracy to do it or something. Oh. I'm very confused on the whole issue. I th- I thought I could have sworn they had the trial already. He was I th- thought I saw five years in prison. <laughs> really? <laughs> Maybe I had a dream. I don't know. I don't think so. You, you, it was one of your visions. <laughs> yeah. You saw him in the the orange jumpsuit. Yeah, like, oh. and that might, that might have been it. Um, but yeah, we agreed on nine and eight. We agreed on a lot in this episode. Yeah, except Tim Anderson. Yeah. Um, so Idiot. <laughs> okay. Next episode, we'll have second baseman, and yep. then uh, which team you want to do? Panthers, Falcons, Bucks. Let's do the Falcons. Falcons next. All right. So second baseman is next. Falcons are next. Um, I guess game one of the finals will probably be done. Yeah, it's Thursday. Yeah, so we'll have that to talk about some uh, NHL that happened as well. But uh, I guess besides that, we will see you later in the week for uh, episode twenty-five. See. You. <laughs> oh yeah, I always forget about that.